0: hi beloved gang it's Amanda back here to chat with you guys I was about to record this episode and then my air conditioning started humming so I had to turn that off and then my refrigerator started like purring so anyway all the things are whirring and purring in my apartment and I'm gonna record this episode anyway because I have been seeing this trend on Instagram and I made a like a couple Instagram stories about it but I wanted to Flush my ideas out a little bit more and back them up with scripture, because that's always important. But before we get into that, little life update. I'm turning 22 next week on Wednesday. Super excited. Well, actually, okay, that's not true. I'm, okay, I'm not a big birthday person, you guys. I, birthdays were fun until I turned 16, and I don't know why I just, like, I majorly enjoyed my childhood. I've talked about this before on the podcast, and I don't want to get, like, I don't know, sad or, like, disgruntled people because, yeah, being an adult is great and everything, but, like, guys, I loved being a kid. I thrived climbing trees, trying to build ponds outside with my sister, playing, you know, dolls every day oh my god, That was, like, the highlights. Like, I really can't know, I can't understand how life could get any better <laughs> from there. But, um, yeah, so once I turned 16, I was just kind of depressed, because I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not a kid anymore, which, by all means, you're really a kid until you, like, move out and start paying rent or whatever, or until, you know, you, like, get a job, or you turn 21, whichever one of those happens first. So, anyway i oh my word this is so embarrassing you guys i think i've cried every year for the past four years i know i cried on my 18th birthday um 19th maybe 20 anyway all that to say i've cried every birthday and i've just been like wow another year <laughs> gone and gone and done and what do i have to show for it Um, but I am very determined that this year it is going to be a good time. I don't really have any, I don't know. I don't want to, like, tell people and, like, plan something around myself. So, I'll just see if other people do it. If not, I'll, like, go take a walk in the park or something. Buy myself a coffee. Look at dresses. And then, and then go to, um, Ross and buy, like, from the sale rack. Yeah. Good times. All the highlights. No, seriously. I'm, I'm, and I'm definitely enjoying my job too. Right now I'm doing a campaign for a, like, small documentary that we're going, when I say small, that makes it sound like, like I'm, like I'm defacing it or something. Like, oh, it's just a small documentary. No. All it means is that it's just shorter than, like, a feature film length documentary or whatever. It's a documentary. And basically I'm in charge of doing, like, all the artwork stuff for it. So, like, I don't know, ads, you know, things you'd see on Instagram stories, things you see in your Instagram feed, um, things that will – I love how I'm, like, describing this as things. It's not very specific. But if I use the terms, like, no one's going to know what that is. I, I just learned these terms a couple weeks ago myself. Um, little like pop-ups that will come up on other videos that we have that are that it, and it'll like point them in the direction of the short documentary. Um, I don't know, just like seriously, all the things. And we have a retreat tomorrow, which that'll be interesting because honestly, I could I could definitely use another couple of days to work, but also I am so de- my brain is just like burst. I like, I cannot keep looking at the same document. I, like, so it was probably about 3 this afternoon. That's when I knew things were bad. I was just kind of dragging, like, elements of my graphics around the artboard and just... And then I get, like, really into the tiny details, which is not normal for me. I'm a very big picture person, which is why, like, campaigns are perfect for me. But um, when I start getting into the details, that's when I know I need to switch projects or rooms... <laughs> or playlists, because I just, I start being like, oh, okay, tab, tab, down a little, okay, this text needs to go up, up, no, left, left, no, back, no, just, just go back to the original, delete the file, go back to what I had saved it as before, so I'm just doing that, and I think the documentary, oh, I can't even say it, releases at the end of August or beginning of September, so, in theory, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I'm enjoying it. I really, really am. Um, it's just, you know, being a graphic designer, people think you're being creative all the time, but sometimes it's just a matter of like, for this campaign, I set the style and then I have to start implementing it just in a, in a ton of different ways. And so it can start feeling kind of repetitive. Um, and it's just, yeah, it does get kind of monotonous and, I don't know, there's, I just, I don't know, I come home every day and I try not to, I've been really tired lately, so I do, but I try not to, like, come home and just, you know, watch something because I'm like, it cannot, cannot be good for people to literally be on their phones or, like, screens for 12 hours a day because I'm on my screen for 8 hours a day because I'm a graphic designer. I mean, most people that work, well, I don't know, office jobs are going to require a computer, let's say that. Um, uh, and then you come home and you're watching TV. Like that's just there's no way that's good for you. So I try not to do that. Uh but anyway, I also have to call the library because I checked out like 30 books and apparently they're if I remember the date correctly, they were due yesterday. I'm definitely fighting with fire. Um or playing with fire. Not fighting. I'm not fighting yet. I need to fight. I tried to log into my account to renew them, but the PIN is not working. Like, the passcode, whatever. So, I wanted to call them today, but I have major phone anxiety. Do you guys relate to this? I just, I I can't. I don't like, don't like talking on the phone. It terrifies me. I had to call someone for work yesterday, and I just, I literally, one of my closest friends just kind of put this mindset in me, like, If you're scared to do something, literally just take a deep breath and do it. Like, don't think, just say, hey, like, I mean, it's kind of like bungee jumping or jumping out of an airplane. Don't give your, like, just do it. Like, you literally just have to do it. So, anyway, calling people two days in a row was a bit much for me. So, I did not end up calling the library. I Isn't that awful? I would rather pay, you know, like, a $3 fine, which in L.A., it's probably, it's probably, like, they charge you ten dollars. I hope not. That would be real, real bad. But um yeah, so I would rather pay a fine than take like three minutes to call the library. That is the depth of my introvertedness. Ugh. Oh, difficult. difficult. Difficult difficult. But anyway, yeah, I think that's pretty much all my life date updates. I went out to Mexican tonight. That's I just I always feel like my updates are because I usually record this on Saturday or Sunday and And, um, those are actually the days when I, like, tend to do fun stuff. I'm actually recording this on a Thursday because I had random inspiration, and I really need to start recording these more in advance because I record and edit the same day, and I'm like, and it's, I try to release, well, I release it on Sundays, and so I'm at church stressed out thinking about what my topic's going to be and trying to make sure that I have enough time to do laundry and do my podcast, so I'm like, no. No more of this. I don't want to give Satan any reason to distract me from church. So I'm trying to do my laundry on Saturday, trying to record the podcast earlier in the week. Um, but yeah, I just... Oh, the Mexican food. Um, we went out to Mexican tonight because my co-worker... My co-worker's leaving. She was my first friend I made in California, and it stings and it burns, but it shall be healed. And I hate it, but I'm also very happy for her because she's moving on to bigger and better things. So... Um, yeah, the, the real point of this conversation is that I am majorly thirsty. I don't know what it is about Mexican food. And it's not real Mexican food. The American Mexican food, you know, you know, if you know, you know, they dump salt on that thing. And I, I've just been eating salads for lunches. So I feel like my palate is very like, natural right now. So if things have the tiny bit tiniest bit of salt, I I like go bananas. And oh my god I am so like I, I was sensitive to sugar but after eating salads I don't even know why. It just uh, my I am very sensitive right now. And I hate being like feeling bougie. Um co-workers brought in donuts twice this week and I was only able to finish a half of the donut and I didn't even really enjoy it. It just, now I'm like shaming you guys that are enjoying donuts. No, I just, you know, okay, I'm not a big donut person. I just have to be in the mood for it. Um, but anyway, I've been talking for 10 minutes with the life update. I just, I, I enjoy podcasts where I get a little bit of an update and I get a little bit of the person's personality. So this does have a purpose and I'm going to grab a drink of water real quick because again, salt. Okay, ladies, let's get on to the topic. So I've been seeing a lot on Instagram, um, and I'm I'm not really sure about the word for this. I feel like it's kind of in the self-care realm of things. It's in the romanticize your life genre of things. I've just been seeing a lot of reels, and it's probably because I'm following all these nutritionists and fitness influencers, whatever, so it's like pulling all these reels. But anyway, these reels are interesting, so they say... Basically, the gist of it is you need to make time for yourself, which is true. You cannot give from an empty cup. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So you cannot give when you yourself are stressed and wired and you haven't combed your hair in five days and you feel like a marshmallow. That's just not good for anybody. But they're saying that you you need to... But these reels are pushing self-care on people and elevating it above serving other people. So some of these reels were saying, hey, you're going to have to say no to other people. Which, yes, if they are toxic people, you may need to reduce the amount of times that you're around them. You may need to cut them completely out of your life. I am not nullifying that. I've been there too. And that is the best thing to do. But you can't cut everyone out. And I have, I don't know, um, a couple... I, I was told that probably I will have to exercise for a lot of my life. It's just its just facts, okay? I'm not ashamed of it. I am petite and I am curvier. And so I, I'm going to have to exercise the rest of my life if I want to stay in good shape. And i I actually enjoy working out, so it all works out. But... I was just imagining, you know, there's some, there's some moms that just, they drop their kids off at preschool in the mornings because they have to get their morning workout in. They can't be present with their friends because they have to get their evening workout in. And I've made the conscious decision that I never want my eating habits or my workouts to get in the way of me enjoying life. Because, let's get real here and honest, I sh- have struggled over the past, I guess I would say three years. I've been on and off, so I, I started out, um, I mean, I started out college really strong. I played on a soccer team, um, but I ate, I ate total trash. But I still had a really good metabolism, and I was burning so many calories, it just, like, I was just, it felt like I was skin and bones. Then I quit the soccer team and I thought, oh, you know, I should just run. So I became a cardio bunny. I didn't think a workout would count unless I felt like puking during the middle of it, unless I was jumping, like jumping was required for me, Um, unless I felt like I could not give any more. I felt like if that didn't happen, then it did not count as a workout. So I was running and I'm not a runner. To be honest, I was doing long, long HIT workouts, which, if you don't know what that is, that stands for high and in, high intensity. That stands for high intensity interval training, um, and it's just it's really high impact. It's it's just it's very stressful to the body, and yeah, sometimes. Well, I'm not gonna get into that because I'm not a nutritionist. You can research it on your own. Uh, But basically, I was not enjoying it, and my mindset was really, really bad. I wasn't doing it for the right reasons, and I was just eating salads, salads all the time, all day, uh, sometimes no meat on it even, and then I started getting sick, and there were just all these weird symptoms that I had, and so one thing led to the other. I was convinced that I was dairy intolerant and gluten intolerant. I would get really bad. Um, just like my stomach would sting and hurt and be bloated and I I felt awful if I had any gluten or dairy. And then we went to this kind of quack German doctor, which is a story in and of itself. And he verified that I had those intolerances and many more. And now, this next part is totally my fault. I take all responsibility for it. I'm just a very obsessive person. I am a perfectionist. I, I'm i also very competitive with myself. So when I saw this list of things that he said I could not eat, I immediately fell into a very unhealthy, restrictive lifestyle. And so I compiled a list of eight, maybe ten things that I could eat. I kid you not, guys. And for three months, uh, I I just ate off of that list. And I was miserable. When I, I couldn't enjoy going out with friends. I cannot count the many times that I would just be sitting, or with family. We would go out. I used to really enjoy going out to eat because it was like, oh, it's Friday and I'm with my family and good food and fellowship. But it started being, my, my dad would say we we're going to eat. eat. We were going out to eat and I would tear up because I did not want to go. I did not want to sit there while my family was talking and I did not want to have to pour over this menu and try to find plain salmon with a simple salad. And then even then, they I remember one time they brought it out and there was butter on the salmon and I I flipped. Like I no one could have a conversation with me the rest of the night. I was tearing up. It was just, it was the biggest deal in the world that my salmon had butter and I could not eat it, could not touch it because it had butter and I was going to explode if I ate it. So I also started um, meal tracking, which was good at the start, but again, I'm very competitive, so I kept trying to go down in calories every day. It was kind of a fun challenge for me. And looking back, like I wouldn't believe this unless I had actually logged it, but I was eating under a thousand calories a day. I don't know how long I was doing that. It was less than three months, but I did that and I was very proud of myself for doing that. And I, I just, there were a lot of things in my life that were out of control. And for anybody that has ever had, now I'm not claiming to have an eating disorder. I was never diagnosed. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say that I did because it just feels so dramatic to me to self-diagnose that. I would say I definitely had disordered eating, definitely. But there were just a lot of things that were out of control in my life. And when lots of you, um, if you have been through something like this, you understand that it really is a mental thing. You can have control you can't have control of things like you're eating, at least you think. (laughs) Then it starts to take control of you because that's the nature of these addictions and obsessions. They just control you in the end and you've created this monster that is very hard to dismantle. And after that, I decided that, you know, so, okay, so for the past two years, I feel like I was very, very selfish. Sophomore year, I was very, I was in a very low place But I naturally, and it was by the grace of God, I realized that in order to get out of low places, a lot of times you have to reach out to other people. And you cannot self-isolate. You cannot. It will make things a thousand times worse. So you learn to love people. You learn to speak their love languages. You learn to really invest in them. And that helps get you out of those dark places. But after I was on a more steady footing, it felt like, for some reason, I just became very self-centered and that actually ended up really backfiring so I'm saying all this because I feel like I did try this mentality you know where it was like sometimes you're gonna have to say no to people you know I I can't tell you how many times I just was like I'm sorry I can't go out to eat with you guys I can't go to this event I or I would go to an event and I just would not enjoy it I could hardly even talk to my friends pay attention to what they were talking about because an element of that activity involved food, and I was in such a prison regarding food, and I felt like I couldn't enjoy my life if I had to say no to that ice cream because it had dairy in it, you know? And it was just a really, really sad place to be in. And I made the personal decision that I do not think that I can ever be in a place where I am elevating myself above above other people, and this definitely goes along with scripture i mean can you imagine calling your pastor's wife and you are upset you have been through something terrible and you need her advice and you call her and she picks up the phone is like "Ooh, i'm sorry i really can't deal with this right now i have to go on a walk or i have to go get my nails done or i have to do so and so and such and such i do think there are times of life when like right now i'm single I am in a new city, whatever. So I feel like this time of life, it's, I don't know, it's almost like preparing you for the next stage. So maybe some level of self-care would be fine. And of course, you need to take care of yourself. Again, I don't want you to misunderstand me. But these Instagram pages that are saying that you have to, you have to cut other people out of your life in order to live a life worth living. You have to... Say no to people and things because it doesn't fit into your perfect morning routine. Also, okay, this is a big thing. It's an idol. It is an idol. On Instagram, I see so many reels about the ideal morning routine or the ideal, you know, day. And... This can become such an idol to people. I mean, I see it in the way that they spend so much time editing reels and making them and posting every day about their routine like they're so proud of it. You know, they have to wake up at 6 in the morning. And if they don't, they're a bad person. They have to do their meditation and journal and all of these things that and if they do it they feel like they've made it this is their they're a good person and you know what sometimes life happens and you're gonna have to go into work early or you you're gonna have to and I'm just a lot of these things are ministry related right I just want us to be available for things and not so self self-centered and making the perfect morning routine an idol. Like, if I don't get my cup of coffee in the day, that shouldn't be a reason that the rest of my day is absolute trash. Likewise, there's a whole movement on Instagram to romanticize your life, which I am such an Anne of Green Gables person. She is the queen of romanticizing your life. And, but this goes back to a lot of psychology for me. So I don't know, for a long time I just wasn't into, like, cozy stuff. I know this sounds really weird, but I still to this day do not really enjoy relaxing. But I just, I don't know, I wasn't obsessed with aesthetics, let's say that. And, again, sophomore year, my life was really difficult. And for some reason, I just really clung to this idea of aesthetics and making my life look aesthetic so whether it's having a perfect morning breakfast with waffles that look beautiful with blueberries and a cup of coffee or it was taking a sunset walk or just sitting and listening to music and breathing all these romanticizing your life type things I really started to cling to as my source of joy and happiness and I think a lot of people also find joy in the aesthetics. The now, okay, so a you know three quarters of me, which actually I think some of my friends are planning a birthday picnic for me, and I am psyched. But anyway, I see so many reels about Instagram picnics, and it kind of drives me nuts because it's just like this is a highlight reel of people's lives. This is this is not real life. These picnics are just a snapshot of this person's life, and they actually have problems. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a cute picnic because, again, I probably will. But I feel like in America, we live in this society that is just so superfluous. Like, oh, what did you do today? Oh, I'm going to go, like, go on a cute picnic. And it's we're going to have a charcuterie board. And it's going to be absolute perfect. And we're all going to wear makeup and cute dresses and, I don't know, do all these things. And maybe it's because I know people going through really, really tough times right now. And it just all seems so, again, superfluous because I, okay, so here's some that really, really hit me. Um, John sixteen thirty three. So at the core of these Instagram reels, right, is in order to have a good life, you need to have a good routine. It needs to be aesthetic. You need to have you know, perfect clothes. You need to be an influencer. And it's just, it's throwing so many things at you and it's overwhelming because for a vast majority of the world, they will never get the, the perfect picturesque picnics. A lot of the world will never be able to have an exercise routine every day. And a lot of people will not be able to Jesus told us in John 16:33, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will, will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. At the end of the day, it's not the aesthetic that's wrong. It's idolizing the aesthetic. That is at the core of this podcast episode. I know it was kind of rambly, but I did have a point. Life is very difficult. Like I said, I'm talking to a lot of friends who are going through very difficult things. And I'm just, you know, sitting with them, listening to them, crying with them. And life can be really, really ugly. But it, and this is hard to hear. I know it is because I had to come to grips with this when my mom had cancer. And it was awful. But we do live in a fallen world. And I think we forget about that. Especially in modern day America with Instagram. I mean, looking through the reels... Life does not look like it's much cursed. I mean, if you're looking through my reels, if you're looking through some of those TikTok thingies, you might get a different feel. It hits different. But just based on all these perfect pictures, and we, we joke all the time about how Instagram is a highlight reel, and it really, really is. And real life, real life is, you know, a mom waking up in the morning to take care of her baby. And not being able to get her morning coffee and not even being able to get breakfast because she's so busy. Real life is college students for, uh, forgetting to set their alarm in the morning and being late to the exam. Real life is your grandparents dying, your grandparent dying in the middle of the semester and you feel absolutely lost and you're full of grief and no one else knows, they're just walking by you every day and they don't know how much hurt you're dealing with. Real life is laying in your bed at night and raising your hands to the air and listening to your worship music and just praying to God because you're like, this is so hard, I cannot do this. Why isn't life made of picnics and charcuterie boards and perfect morning routines? Why is my life not aesthetic like this influencers? Why, is, why can't I romanticize my life? What is wrong with romanticizing your life? There's nothing wrong necessarily with romanticizing your life. But we are called to higher things than that. 2 Corinthians 4 talks about the, the problems that we're going to have. It says we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made manifest in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Okay, so real quick, what that basically means is that we are, as Christians, we should expect to be in trials because Jesus died on the cross for us and just like we are baptized to show that the resurrection of Jesus body we also have to take part in the 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 dying process the the crucifixion process which is these sufferings and when we suffer we are being knit closer to the heart of Jesus and we are taking part in his suffering the suffering that he went through on the cross and we are I hate to use the word earning because I'm I'm not even going to use the word earning. God is helping us to achieve a crown of glory that we will throw at his feet. The rest of this verse says, We do not lose heart. Guys, we do not lose heart. Despite the ugliness of life that we hide behind all these filters and the beauty of Instagram, we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. We deal so much with the here and now, what we see, what we feel. And I mean. It makes sense, right? We're humans. We don't understand the pain that we have to go through. And again, it hurts. It really, really hurts. Job 5-7 also very just to the point says, man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. We may have seasons of our life that are more aesthetic and romantic and beautiful than other parts of our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. In those times, we should be sure to be investing in people who are going through trials and we should also be making sure that we are in the word preparing because I can guarantee you, and I remember hearing this as a kid and it traumatized me, but, and it still, it still is scary to be told you will go through trials as a Christian, but it just, it's something that with God's grace as you're going through it, He he shows you that it is necessary and it is good and it's gonna be okay, you're gonna get through it you're gonna see the other side of it. And we can't always fight to romanticize things and beautify things because sometimes life is just ugly. We live in a fallen world, people hurt other people, people do things that they shouldn't do. Trials, circumstances happen that are just because, it's to remind us that we are on our way to heaven, we are on our way to perfection. And this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. I love that old gospel song. It's so, so true. Now that I've bashed aesthetics, <laughs> Oval Beloved One is known for its beautiful aesthetic of the magazine. And that is for a purpose because I believe that God is beautiful and everything he does and creates is beautiful. And so because of that, I want to have a publication that is beautiful. And one of the ways is that you know our our generation is very into the whole aesthetics and so i try to i try to bring that into the magazine so there's nothing wrong with aesthetics i just think we should be open and and not racing i actually was just reading this verse so it says it's um psalm 84 how lovely is your dwelling place o lord of hosts my soul longs yes faints For the courts of the Lord, my heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. So what do we think is lovely? Do we think it's God's dwelling place? Do we think lovely things are summer picnics? Beach trips? Cute outfits? um, Going to the gym four days in a row? What does our soul long for? Is it the courts of the Lord? Or is it the courts of our peers? is it the courts of our coworkers or our bosses or our teachers what makes your heart and flesh sing for joy is it the living god or is it getting a certain amount of likes or is it or is it buying another plant cuz you're a plant mom or is it buying your dog another outfit is it romanticizing your life Verse 10 says, a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Where would you rather spend a thousand days than one day in God's courts? Ooh, that that stings. I was just thinking on this verse, and it was, it was rough. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a very raw, raw question. It says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Ooh, another stinger. What would we rather do or dwell in than be a doorkeeper in the house? Would I rather be in comfortable circumstances, live a perfect life, have an, an attractive boyfriend? Would I rather be married with cute kids? Would I rather be a girl boss or an influencer? Would I rather dwell in the tents of fame or riches or being a fitness influencer or having the perfect body versus being a doorkeeper in the house of God. These are big, hard questions. And honestly, the correct answer to these questions can only come from being refined. And the level of trial that you will have will differ from person to person. The length of the trial, the amount of trials that you have throughout your life. But we serve a good God, we really, really do. And if you are a Christian, your life has already been beautified. I don't want to say romanticized because that makes it feel unachievable and kind of surface level. But being a Christian, your life is already as perfect as it can get here on earth. And I know it doesn't feel like that a lot of times. But God gives us so much more than Instagram ever can. Or than a perfect morning routine ever can. I think that start part of being a responsible human is, you know, having goals and then figuring out, oh, okay, if I have this goal, then I should set this routine in the morning to get to it. That is great and everything. But this whole Instagram trend of romanticizing your life at the cost of having good relationships, and at the cost of raising yourself up in your life as an idol, that is an absolute no-go. I can guarantee you it is not going to bring you happiness. It is only going to bring you sadness, and it's not going to partner, partner you with other people. It's just not a good trend. I don't like it. So the next time you don't have time for a morning workout, or you only have time for devotions for 15 minutes in the morning and you can't, you know, make your little coffee and set up your candle and get out your favorite colored Bible highlighters, just remember, life is not about an aesthetic. It is about what you do and especially, you know, what you do repeatedly. So I heard the other day that reputation is just what you do constantly and what you do repeatedly and what people can expect from you which is actually a very interesting concept which I might go into in another podcast episode but guys life doesn't have to be aesthetic and that is totally fine and I hope that you learned something from this podcast episode and let me know if you guys are also getting these reels I don't know if it would be interesting if they're like targeting Gen Z or if they're targeting people who are following certain content so anyway anyway I'd be interested to hear in that. Make sure that you are following us um, on Instagram at Beloved.Magazine. We post daily little devotionals for you guys to encourage you in your Instagram feed. Speaking of Instagram, this whole episode. Make sure that you are also subscribed to this podcast. Please, if you guys have some aesthetic buddies that really appreciate aesthetics, send this podcast episode to them, not to shame them of course, but just to remind us that aesthetics are not the end all be all. And if you want email updates every time we post a new podcast or blog post or magazine issue, plus we also sometimes send out fun freebies, make sure that you head over to obelovedone.com. And sign up for our mailing list. It's on the front page. You can't miss it. And until next time, don't forget that you are a beloved daughter of the king of the universe. Talk to you guys later.